Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. These aspects of your scent are what attract mosquitoes to you. Scientists have known since the 1960s that human scent is a factor in the degree to which mosquitoes find and show attraction to an individual. But until recently, they didn't know which aspects of scent most excited a mosquito's blood-sucking desire. In a new study carried out by entomologists at the University of California, the scientists segmented the many chemicals which together make up human scent and tested them individually, slowly building a profile of how a mosquito finds and selects its prey. Mosquitoes are not only annoying because of the itch that comes from a successful bite, but they are also vectors for the spread of many illnesses, some of them potentially fatal, such as malaria, Zika, chikungunya, dengue, and yellow fever. This means that any new information about what attracts them to humans has the potential to save lives as we learn to counter their attraction. And as somebody who has traveled the world uh, and has seen the devastating effects of, uh, of mosquitoes, uh, it, it's good for us to know. Now, I'm not of that group that wants to eliminate mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are an incredibly important part of the, the fauna that they participate in. It's obviously, it's the disease transmitting element of mosquitoes that are particularly vexing, especially in some of the poor parts of the world where malaria still reigns supreme. Malaria, of course, is a parasite, but the other diseases that we talked about were viruses. And you could see how different organisms, be it virus, parasites, or what have you, have used mosquito as a very successful vector to transmit illness. So this study found that it was primarily three elements of human scent which make mosquitoes most likely to identify a victim and to decide which part of their body to land on and bite. Wow. Namely, the combination of carbon dioxide plus two chemicals, one being lactic acid. The level of these three and their ratio to each other are responsible for the majority of what attracts a mosquito to one person over another. I think we've all known people who are much more likely to get bitten by mosquitoes. Um, Me! Finally, we have a deeper understanding of why. But can you do anything to decrease a mosquito's attraction to you? While the scientists behind the study say that further research is needed to develop effective countermeasures, previous experiments have suggested that lowering lactic acid levels can result in measurable differences in the number of bites. Huh. Okay. How can you lower your lactic acid levels to avoid unwanted bites? There are some natural ways of doing it. We're trying. First of all, lactic acid is primarily manufactured in the body when carbohydrates are broken down. So a diet high in carbs can contribute to more lactic acid in your system. Lactic acid can also be diminished by washing it out of the system by staying well hydrated. So make sure if you're in an area with lots of mosquitoes, you drink extra water, eating a balanced diet, which includes lots of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and, and the meats is also helpful. 
Finally, getting plenty of sleep under a mosquito net gives your body the best possible opportunity to naturally regulate lactic acid levels. You know, this makes sense, though, because I work out in my garage and when I work out and obviously you work, when you work out, you build up lactic acid in your muscles. I feel like I get more mosquito bites. So that makes sense to me. Huh. There you know. <laughs> Doing these things doesn't mean that you won't get bitten, but it does give you a better chance of being one of the people who are bitten less often. It's still important, however, to utilize other prevention mechanisms if you're in an area where mosquitoes are likely to carry diseases. This new research shows more about how mosquitoes develop attraction, and in the future, it may lead to more effective sprays and other methods of hiding ourselves from and repelling insects with natural solutions, which uses our body's chemistry in our favor. And while we're on it, just a quick little uh, don't scratch mosquito bites, slap them. Or um, my wife has shown me that if you just take your nail Mm -hmm. and just kind of make make a cross in the mosquito bite, uh, kind of dig your nail in into the imprint. Uh, toothpaste on mosquito bites are helpful because it eliminates the, um, it provide, and it could be anything really, but it provides a barrier between the bite and the, uh, and, and oxygen, uh, which is thought to be one of the things that creates the itch, uh, as well. So those are some, uh, from a well-traveled, uh, individual those are some 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 ideas uh to help with itching technology and storytelling can help kids with emotional learning so the covid pandemic necessitated a variety of societal restrictions which affected the learning patterns of children new studies are beginning to make clear the full breadth of these changes showing that after the pandemic children face increased academic as well as social changes before the pandemic roughly 12 percent of children worldwide suffered from anxiety or depression. Listen to this, 12% pre-pandemic. During the pandemic, global levels of childhood depression and anxiety spiked to 25% for depression and for anxiety, 20%, according to a study published in JAMA Peaks. Teachers and parents acutely aware of these challenges are trying to figure out ways to help children get back up to speed in their academics, socialization, and mental health. Several organizations are working to support these efforts with new technological initiatives, which are providing assistance to children in need. One of these initiatives is being launched by Sesame Street in the form of an app called Learn with Sesame, which in addition to providing academic lessons, also leads children through emotional experiences to help develop social and emotional problem-solving abilities. This most generally takes the form of children exploring different neighborhoods in the application which mirror aspects of the Sesame Street TV show. Each neighborhood has lessons to teach, such as a playground area, which helps children build empathy, and a community center area, which helps children think about how they could take active roles in their real-life communities. While educational programs have been available for generations, they have almost entirely relied on one-site communication messages to children. Think, for example, of Mr. Rogers. Researchers believe that the new interactive forms of emotional support and problem solving will provide experiences that result in more durable, long-term effects because they are better fits for the developing brains of children who learn more through doing than through being told. Akimi Gibson, the Sesame Workshop Vice President and Education Publisher, points out that the learning opportunities a child has 
sets the foundations for their mental health and interruptions to the developmental process can have devastating effects with the impact of the pandemic being felt in families and communities around the world. Because of this, Sesame Street plans to continue building and testing new tools which focus on children's emotional health and well-being in order to help ensure that every child can grow up, quote unquote, smarter, stronger, and kinder. While there is still an incredible disparity in the educational opportunities available to children around the world, the hope is that development of more interactive educational tools available on ever more accessible smartphones and tablets will help continue to democratize the benefits of academic advancement. For the first time, however, we are also seeing the development of new apps such as Learn with Sesame Street, which not only focus on supporting academic achievement, but also social and emotional strengthening. The hope is that the challenges of COVID will propel us to an even better place where technology can take some of the weight off of parents, allowing children access to additional supportive systems, which allow them to grow into stable and happy adults. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast. Follow us on social media and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Pickerson, at hopepickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D-R-D-E-R-Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefuzzleshow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your health care providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right.